0: The 461st edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet of up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BetRivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BetRivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today.
1: Heidi ho! To is welcome to episode four sixty one of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm scrolling to find out who I'm dedicating this to. Get good, McRact. Get get, <laughs> good. get get good.
0: Get good, McRact.
1: Get good, McRact. Of course, obviously him, um, who drives for a living and listens listen to us five thousand six hundred thirty four minutes last year. Uh, that's a lot of content, uh, and he's a point five top point five percent fan of ours so he's at the tippy top uh this goes out to him not to Dredney, the taylor swift lord fan who only listened to it he's only like top 22 percent or something so and he admits he doesn't listen to the non-ufc episodes. so this does not go out to him i'm roasting him on the uh in the discord and and on the podcast now but it's, it's all in fun thank you for coming to the show it's all in, i'm having fun i don't know if he is uh 461 I am Jeff Chalks Fox. I don't even know if I introduced myself last episode. No one cares about me. They only care about what my co-host has to say. We even had a comment like that saying, if in doubt, uh, (laughs) if we disagree disagree on our picks, this person always goes with Gumby. So um, we'll see. We disagreed a lot last episode. We'll see how it is this episode. This is the second half of our ESPN Darius versus Sarukian episode, a.k.a. UFC Austin here in Austin, Texas. Joe, Joe Rogan's backyard um they could i'm sure he has a big enough place that they could be fighting at his house um we're gonna do the main card today uh as yesterday not a lot of uh not a lot of consensus so you got both sides of the arguments for both of the fights but i'm arguing with myself about a lot of my picks so it's 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 a uh even more than usual it's it it was a tough card for me to pick fights for let's bring in uh the gumby man daniel Gumby reeland and we'll uh talk about the main card now shall we do you think we'll have anything in common on this one?
0: Do, do you do you I feel would... do you feel good about this one?
1: <laughs> uh, let me see how good I feel about my picks. I feel good. Um, there's some there's some tight ones. Um, so I'm not so sure. No, I, no, the there's six fights. I, th- I think we're gonna agree on. I would say at least half of them. I, I'm okay. guessing four. We're gonna agree on four of them. What do you think of that? Four. Okay,
0: of that, that's not that's a better rate than we had on our last show. So,
1: yeah. Is um is the main card similar to the prelims for you in your um, handicapping this card, or was uh, was it different for you?
0: A uh, little, little bit less dog heavy on the main card, I would say, a little bit less. But
1: still, you, you knew who you were picking. Did you flip flop in any picks at all?
0: I did not. Uh, Do you often
1: flip flop with picks.
0: There's there's sometimes where I see it posted, and I I you know I think I said it on the before we did the prelim episode. Is I was like. This feels like one of those cards where I'm like, oh, you know, you kind of can't bet that guy. He's looked really bad as of late. And then you look at who he's fighting, and you're like, yeah, oh, but he could beat that guy. Um, yeah. and like I, I don't know. I kind of feel like I, there's a couple of them on here too.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, we didn't speak of hats last episode. John's going to be mad. I'm wearing the SGP hat, which uh, you <laughs> can get from the merch store, or you can win one from the merch store if we end up in your Spotify Wrapped um top podcasts tweet it out put it out on social media somewhere and tag us let us know and we will enter you in the draw and a winner will get their choice of gear from our merch store okay tell us about your hat gum you will you will not get a hat that gumby has on now
0: though uh this is a uh stockton ports hat which is a uh, minor league a's uh actually i think it was run by dallas Braden. you remember dallas Braden for, yep. uh for a minute and, uh, my, my favorite part of the hat is it's clearly like some kind of like angry looking sailor dude. And it looks like he's holding an oar, but the oar is actually, uh, a piece of asparagus.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Why is it always uh, food on these hats? That I, don't, I, don't, always- I don't
0: know i don't have any idea why he has a, a big sphere of asparagus uh that he's holding but it makes the hat about 30 times cooler as a result
1: <laughs> and he looks like a ninja turtle as well so i'm yeah, sure it's you, kind you of could, like a kids would enjoy like that a, like a ninja or a turtle bad guy in there. the ninja yeah. Yeah,
0: enjoy that what what <laughs> city is
1: this again this is stockton uh, uh, stockton yeah i should Stop- know the i should uh, know the area code i forgot already uh um, right stockton yeah all right cool i'm sure they've had uh nate and nick diaz day at the park have they not i I imagine they have yeah (laughs) if they were if they were so lucky no diaz is on this card um hate to hate to say it for you people we do have um some changes from the original card we got the poster still has mr dan hooker on it but as a picture i put in our discord a week or so ago uh a ghastly picture i put in there will show he is uh he destroyed his arm and had to have surgery, so he is not fighting. Uh, instead, we have Jalen Turner stepping in on short notice. Uh, we're also supposed to have Jared a versus Roman Delidzi, tore towards MCL. Apparently, crystals don't work, Gumby, and the bout was canceled. Weird, um, so, yeah. <laughs> so this card, uh, this card is going to be, be even better than it is, and then we were going to have. Azamat Merzak Merzakhanov uh act like I've never I've never heard of him before which is not true. He was supposed to fight clear Roundtree the the second the junior. Uh, was supposed to take place as well. Uh Mirzakinov got pneumonia, pussy. And then uh, put a- out oh, uh, so instead uh Roundtree is going to get to murder Anthony Smith um next week. So this was going to be a, a this is still a good card. This was going to be a crazy good card if all those fights were on it. Yeah, I, I
0: do sort of wonder, like, did some of these fights get made because the other true. ones got canceled, though? Because sometimes the yep. UFC will do that. And I think yep. I think the reason why you see Khalil Roundtree versus Anthony Smith on next week is, a Smith probably did need more time, but also that card next week is, like, badly needed a co-main event. So, yep. like, sometimes they just shuffle things around for that reason.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's true. It is true. Um, All right, let's jump right into her, shall we? Let's give you a pick right off the bat before we, we tell you about our sponsors um, all of our lines are coming from our sponsor, Beth Rivers. I'll tell you more about them in a sec after we break down a middleweight fight so you know it's going to be good. Uh, heel, Soriana versus Dustin Stoltzfuss. Stoltzfuss is 14 and five, two knockouts, five submissions. He's knocked out once, submitted once, one and four in the UFC. One is a uh, sorry, lost his last fight via TKO, one no on the contender series, was regional champion, used to fight up at light heavyweight, also did the pro kickboxing. Uh, Ninja height, three inches of reach on Soriano. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.32 strikes per minute. Better grappling stats than Soriano, plus 240. Soriano, he's got a great nickname. You know his nickname, Dan? Story time. What is it? Story time. Oh, for real? That's right. I have Puna, because Puna is another one of his nicknames. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He does have a good nickname. Excuse me. Um, He's nine and three, Mr. Soriano. Six knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. Three and three in the UFC. One and three over his last four, including losing his last fight via TKO. He's a year younger than Stolfitz. Better striking stats. More active landing strikes. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.18 strikes a minute. Minus 315. I guess I lead off the main card. Give me Soriano. Much better striker. Just a better, better fighter, period. Stolfitz, as I like to say about fighters, not very good. Um, so give me Puna here. I, I like his power. I like his uh just striking overall. Um and I always go with the striker if if in doubt. There's no way you can pick Stollfist here. Come on, right? You are. I'm You're gonna wild. pick Stoltzfus. Dude, like I'm he's gonna...
0: what what's is good at? What is grappling like, he's a really good grappler, right? Like he is a guy. I mean, like you mentioned, one in all in the contender series. Do you remember who he beat? Of course not. He beat Joe Pfeiffer. Uh, he picked up Joe Pfeiffer up over his head and slammed him on his arm, and Joe Pfeiffer's arm dislocated. Would he have continued to win that fight? I would definitely expect not to, uh, being that Joe Pfeiffer is now main eventing in the UFC and Dustin yep. Saltfoos is hanging on by a thread. But he did pick up Joe Pfeiffer and slam him. Uh, and that alone tells you the type of wrestler we're dealing with here, right? Like, we're dealing with a guy who is actually a very good wrestler who, whether he caught Joe Piper off balance one time or had Joe Piper on, like, who else is doing that to Joe Piper right now? Like, who in the middleweight division would you confidently say would pick up and slam Joe Piper? Um, it's very few people. And when we're talking about Puna Soriano, Puno Soriano is quite bad at wrestling defense. Like, Nick Maximoff, who we've now talked about, like, you know, maybe being all right at wrestling, but not being particularly good at grappling, took him down 11 times in that fight. He he did. His only win is the knockout of Dolce looking on Bula in his last four fights. And Dolce took him down a couple of times. Uh, and Dolce, while he has like a little bit of a judo background, like isn't a guy out there taking people down all the time, right? Like Dolce is a guy who's, first of all, very stocky, uh, definitely not the type of guy who has got cardio for days and yeah he starts him in the second round to your point he's a better striker Stoltzfus is tough though and I think in that Dwight Grant fight he showed first of all he can take a punch and second of all even when he takes a punch he's a dangerous wrestler so yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the grappling heavy game of Dustin Stoltzfus uh to sort of to to beat Puna Soriano here
1: Soriano's 30 percent takedown defense doesn't impress you it does. No, it does actually. Yeah. I didn't even know that that was the number, that's worse than I thought it would yeah. be.
0: <laughs> um, but it's yeah, that I mean, further further proves my point. Do you want a wrestler against the guy with 30 percent takedown defense? I do, uh, especially at would you give me two to one on that one is Stoltzfus two to one.
1: I, I prefer a better fighter who's a better striker, <laughs> but we shall see come Saturday what happens. As I said off the top, all these lines are brought to you by Bet Rivers because we are brought to you today by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is available in over 14 states, plus Ontario, Canada, where I am, which is good news. Bet Rivers has some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. We'll give you some props that we like at the end of this here show. Depositing and withdrawing is super easy on Bet Rivers. Do you have a Bet Rivers play of the day, Gumby? Uh, yeah, take the.
0: Cowboys on Thursday night football. You know I love the Cowboys on Thursday night football. I think I saw uh, minus eight and a half. I'll, I'll, we'll go with the points. Uh, we'll, we'll say that they cover eight and a half. They're playing the Seahawks.
1: There you go. Sign up using our link to get a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks. So there you go risk-free on the Cowboys pick. Just go to sportsgummingpockets.com slash rivers. That's slash B E T R I V E R S. Problem gambling call winning 100 gambler. Okay, let's see if we can link up on any picks here. Lightweights, Clay Guida. Yes, he's still around versus Joel Kim <laughs> Silva. Guida is the carpenter, of course. He is 20, 38, excuse me, not 28, 38 and 23. This is fight 62 for him. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, seven knockouts, 14 submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted 11 times. 18 and 17 in the UFC. Win loss, win loss, win loss over his last six fights. So he's due for a win, apparently. Uh, used to fight down at Featherweight. 1 0 in WEC. WEC never die. 1 1 in Strike Force and was the champion there. 2003 was his pro MMA debut. He's a grappler. He's also a pro grappler. He also has better grappling stats than Silva. Uh, he's got an inch reach on him as well. He's been out in the UFC by 0.38 strikes a minute and he's at plus 255. Nito Neto, Neto, BJJ, the greatest nickname around is Silva's nickname. Twelve and four, seven knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out three times. Five and four in the UFC. One and three over his last four, including getting TKO'd in his last fight. Two and one in the Ultimate Fighter. Used fight at welterweight. Twenty ten pro MMA may debut. Inch height, eight years younger than Guida. More active landing strikes than Guida is. He, however, he's been outstruck strike Excuse me, in the UFC by one point zero eight strikes a minute. He's at minus three three five. Another wide line here. Go ahead. Gimme Guida. Okay, we're we're agreeing. Guida's my crazy pick, too. Okay. Tell the people why. I
0: I think you got to pick Guida, right? Like, uh, first of all, I'm ecstatic that you're picking Guida, that I don't have to sit here and defend Clay Guida to my grave like I was very much prepared to do. Because, A, love Clay Guida. Clay Guida's like one of my guys. But in addition to that, too, like, what about what Joaquim Silva has done in his last? I mean, you mentioned one in three in his last four. He's one in four in his last five, if you want to peel it back one more. He's like, He's not on a good run. And do you know when the last time this dude won a fight that he didn't knock his opponent out? Do you want to guess the year? <laughs>
1: 1987.
0: No, it was 2017. It 2017, though. No, it's been close. six 30 it's years been, off. Yeah, it's been six years since Joaquin Silva has beaten somebody by not knocking them out. And it was Reza Madadi. Remember Reza Madadi? I do
1: remember that name. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's the last person that Silva is beaten without knocking him out. Now, here's my question for you. Can you knock out Clay Guida? Is it possible to knock out Clay Guida? Because mm-hmm. in his career, what does he fought? 152 times. He has two losses by knockout. Yeah. Twice this dude has been knocked out. And I don't imagine that Joaquin Silva is the third guy. It just doesn't feel like that's true. Uh, and if that's the case, like, Can Silva keep, you know, and Silva's no spring chicken either, right? Like Guida, everybody's talking about him getting old and slower or whatever. I don't know that he's gotten slower. His cardio has definitely not gotten worse. That dude has got cardio for absolute days. And Silva is no spring chicken either. He's 34 years old. He is slowing down a little bit in his own right. I worry about his cardio, especially up against a guy like Clay Guida. And Guida's got some wrestling. So yeah, give me Clay Guida. I'm big on, you know, him and Tustin Stolzmoos. So let's give me a both Just be an absolute <laughs> grinders in these first two fights for me.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, that's the thing. He's going to grind out a win is what Guida's is going to do. He's going to third round is going to start and he's going to still be bringing it to, uh, to Silva. So, yep. Guida is the pick here, um, for a, a fantastic line. Here's here's a much closer fight, at least on paper. <laughs> We're going up to, up to watch Sean Brady versus Kelvin Gastelum. Yes. Gastelum is a watch weight. Once again, and he feels fantastic, Gumby. The best he's sure. ever felt. So, yeah. Sure. Every fighter I was heading into the fight. Uh, Gasolin is seventeen and eight with one no contest, six knockouts, four submissions. He's been submitted twice, so he's pretty durable. Uh, Twelve and eight with one no contest in the UFC. He's won one of his last three and two of his last seven. Uh, did win his last fight. Surprised us and looked good in it. Uh, used to fight at middleweight. Four and zero in the Ultimate Fighter and the champion of that season. Has missed weight twice officially. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.32 strikes per minute. He's at plus 100, so even money on him. Sean Brady, 15 and 1. Three knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once. 5 and 1 in the UFC. He lost his last fight via TKO. Was a regional champion. Used to fight at lightweight, inch height, inch reach, one year younger than Gastelum. Better striking stats, better grappling stats, and he's more active playing strikes. He is outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.31 strikes a minute, minus 124. Give me Brady. He's going to bounce back here. I have no faith in Gaslam, even though he did look good in his last fight. Um, Brady is um, better than him on the feet, better than him on the ground. I think uh, Brady wins this fight. I, I don't know necessarily
0: that he's better than him on his feet. I, I'm starting, even though as I'm a big Sean Brady guy, I, I don't know that I'm ready to say he's better than him on the feet. Because Sean Brady has looked kind of sketchy at moments on the feet. Um, but, you know, like go back to the, the Michael Chiesa fight, man, did that give me some, some nightmares about, uh, Sean Brady and what potentially striking was going to happen, but I don't think it's enough for me to fade Sean Brady here. I, I think Brady's wrestling, like you said, is going to be good enough. And additionally, like one of the things I've always noted about Calvin Gastelum and fights with guys who are big, tough grinders, like Sean Brady is like, I don't know that he can defend the takedowns for more than five minutes. Like if Brady goes at him with a few takedowns and like starts to gas him, Gasol might get away from a little bit of them and like land some strikes and look good in the first round. But I think when that second round rolls around, especially being down at Welterweight where he's yeah. sucking down his weight even further, you know, Let's, let's go ahead and throw a prop bet in there. He's probably going to miss weight. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> especially after announcing to the world that he feels great and the weight cuts going mm-hmm. phenomenal, that's usually when the, the weight cuts goes worse. Um, but like coming down to weight class, he already like struggled a little bit with cardio up at middleweight when that happened, you know, like I, it, it was a long time ago, but if you go back to his fight with Chris Weidman, I kind of see this as being that type of fight. He had a really good time on the feet in round one against Weidman he stuffed a couple of Weidman's takedowns and then round two came around and he just like, he couldn't stop it anymore. Uh, and Weidman's wrestling took over and Weidman put him in an arm triangle. I would not be surprised to see the exact same fight play out here with Sean Brady where Gastelum makes us gasp for like a whole round and be like, oh damn, did we really mess up here? And then the second round rolls around and there's nothing left of him.
1: Yep. 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 Gas tank could be, uh, could be an issue. That's something we don't worry about with, uh, with Sean Brady or fighters out of his camp,
0: right? No, not, no. Daniel Gracie guys can go.
1: Yep. They can go. Uh, all right. Bantamweight. Here's a tough fight. Here's a tough fight to call. Uh, Bantamweight's Rob Font versus the debuting at Bantamweight. Vistin Figueiredo. Tough fight to call. Tough fight, um, on the boards as well. Very, very close fight. Figueiredo. We'll tell you about him first. Daiko is the nickname Dois de Guerra is the nickname? Figgy Smalls is the nickname. What's which one's your favorite?
0: Oh, I like Figgy Smalls. There you go.
1: Figgy Smalls is the one we're gonna go with. Then he is 21, 3, and 1. Nine knockouts, 8 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. So another very durable guy. 10-3-1 in the UFC. Uh two-time flyweight champion. This is his debut at Bantamweight. Lost, win, loss over his last three fights. Lost his last fight via TKO. He's not fought someone named uh brendan moreno since i think it was pre- <laughs> i think it was pre-pandemic really uh let me check here so last four fights have been Brendan moreno alex perez november 2020 was the last time he fought someone not named brandon moreno so this should be uh refreshing for him uh 2012 pro may debut he's been the ufc by 0.41 strikes a minute he's got better grappling stats than font plus 108 Font, 20 and 7, 20-7, 9 knockouts, 4 submissions. He's been submitted once. 10 and 6 in the UFC, 1 and 3 over his last four, including losing his last fight. He has missed weight before. He's fight uh, lightweight and at uh, featherweight, 2011 pro MMA debut. 3-inch light 3 inches of reach, so he's got a bit of size on Figueroa not surprisingly. He's more active landing strikes than Figueroa is. He's been... Uh, he's in the positive first strike differential plus 2.01 strikes per minute. It's so a very good number for him minus 136. All right. What to make of this fight. This is one that uh, people are debating on, on in the discord as well.
0: So a lot of people have been asking, what do we make about D- Davidson Figueredo coming up in weight class? And to be honest, I don't know the answer to that. Like I I, I can't sit here and say, he's going to make a phenomenal uh, Bantam weight. There's just really no way of knowing, but here's the question I would like to pose to you. If you had to sit here and say, the, the thing that Rob Font does best is, and fill in that blank, how are you answering that question?
1: Not get finished. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> does he's Does that dur- count? He's Durible. durable. Um, and I would say
0: offensive, offensively, maybe?
1: Uh, offensively, what is he best at?
0: Yeah. What, what is uh, Rob Font best at offensively?
1: Grappling, I guess.
0: I mean, he is. He's a good say- underrated wrestler. I was going to say my, my offensive statement about Rob Font is, like speedy striking like he's fast right. with his striking is he sure. particularly like one punch dangerous with his striking no not nah, but he's really fast um and he's given a lot of people problems with just how fast and how elusive he is on the feet is he going to be faster than a flyweight? is he going to be faster than davison Figueroa? because i don't think he is um and not for anything figueredo's got crazy power You know, Mm -hmm. we've seen him finish a ton of people at flyweight. Now you're going to tell me he's going to get a chance to bulk up a little bit. He's not going to be like absolutely sucking the weight out of himself anymore. And at, you know, what did they, what is he? 34, 35. I mean, like, that's the perfect time to start doing that, letting his power play up. And I think the fact that he's moving up in weight, even if he's a little bit slower than he was before, he's still probably faster than most of the Bantam weights. Like he's probably still not a slow Bantam weight. So I think he kind of does the things that Rob Font does better than Rob Font. Right? He strikes a little faster. He's a little bit more dangerous. I don't know that I think Rob Font can grapple him. Uh, you know, Brandon Moreno did a little bit, but I, I tend to think Brandon Moreno's a little bit more jujitsu and wrestling based than than Rob Font is. So, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go with Figueredo here as a dog. I I don't feel great about it. Like, he won't be my like recommended dog of the week, but. He, he, you got to imagine that he's going to be quicker.
1: Yeah. Figurator is my pick as well. Uh, I will definitely take a swing at him uh, on plus money. I uh, think he's um, obviously he, he has, uh, has the power. He's going to have the speed. I think he's better grappler as well, or better on the mat than, uh, than font at the very least. So let's roll the dice on uh, some plus money, a little plus money, but plus money, nonetheless. All right. A couple other places we're going to roll the dice on. Actually, it's not a risk to roll the dice on these places. These are sure things. One of them would be underdog fantasy. The first one I'm going to tell you about underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long, NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football, and MMA. Don't forget about MMA. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players, fantasy stats, and cash in. Gumby, you're on the spot again.
0: I'm going to uh higher than on the receptions for CD Lamb Thursday night football.
1: Easy as that. You take higher or lower on a, on a number that underdog provides, and boom. Win yourself some money. So there you go. That's Gummy's pick. Watch along. Make your picks. Maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. It's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And we are brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. to Get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. To craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays, download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today start researching start waiting with hall of fame bets all right we're up to the co-main event of the evening a makeshift one just got put into place what about a week and a bit ago it's lightweights Jalen turner versus bobby green king bobby green to you he's 31 14 and one with one no contest 11 knockouts nine submissions he's been knocked out four times submitted twice 12 9 and one with one no contest in the ufc he's surprisingly won his past two fights, both via finish, one of them in the main event, his last fight. Another huge surprise there. He's got multiple YouTube championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, slash store. Four and one in Strike Force. Used to fight at Welterweight. He fought at a lot of weird weight classes, too, like super lightweight. Like He's been around so long that he, he was right fighting right. at uh, at interesting weight classes that don't exist anymore because he's been around since 2008. Better striking stats, more active landing strikes than at Turner. He's very good strike differential numbers in the UFC. Plus 2.49 strikes per minute. He outstrikes his opponent. That's very good. And this is a huge sample size for him as well. He's at plus 180. The uh, books—they're not impressed. Uh, the tarantula Jalen Turner, 13 and seven, nine knockouts, four submissions. So he's finished all of his wins. He's been knocked out himself three times. He's taking this on short notice, about a week and a half or so. Six and four in the UFC. He's lost two straight. Before that, he won five straight. He's missed weight before. That is something. That you may want to keep an eye on, especially him taking this fight on short notice. See how he looks on the scale. Um, probably before you you want to make picks on this this fight, I uh, used to fight up at Welterweight 1 No on the contender series, 2 0 in Bellator, 1 0 in World Series of Fighting. Five inches height, six inches of reach over Green, nine years younger than him. He's got better grappling stats. He's outstruck Green by 1.21 strikes per minute. He's at minus 230. Is this me? This is me, right? Yes, you. um. I'm going against my short notice stats. I'm taking Jalen Turner. Um, I'm a Jalen Turner fan. That's not the reason I'm taking him, but um, I think he's obviously way better than Bobby Green. Um, way bigger than Bobby Green. Way younger than Bobby Green. I just think he, he's better than him everywhere. Bobby Green probably is better at um, at point fighting, striking, but uh, Turner's got the power. Turner's got the size. Turner's got the uh, the grappling chops. I like him here. Um, so he's my pick. Yeah, I'm going to
0: go with Jalen Turner too. I, I'm not... um. I am worried about the size thing uh, because he's so big, and yep. he's had issues with weight in the past. If this was a five-round fight, I, I would probably pump the brakes a little bit on him here. But like, even if he gasses in the third round, he should be banked on two rounds of just like yeah. having done way more damage than Bobby Green early. I also just think he's a finisher, like he's a natural-born finisher. He's probably going to go in there and get a stoppage on Bobby Green. So, uh, you know, like either I, I've seen him. You know, I bet him on on the club and sub for uh, what was it the Brad Riddell fight? Like I, I could see him doing that again. I could also yeah. see him just like you know dropping one of those hammers and finishing it with his hands. He's got a weird a lot lot of rear naked jokes in his career. Um, not that that's necessarily like a direct path to victory on Bobby Green, but hey, I could see it here too. I'm just a little bit concerned about what this uh, what this weigh-in looks like. So if you are if you're on the Jalen Turner side, maybe wait and see what it looks like when he's on the scales.
1: Yep, I agree. As I said, all right, uh, midnight time, we're sticking with the lightweights. Benio Dariush versus Armin Sorukian, five five minute rounds. I'm gonna tell you about Darush first 22 5 and one, five knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once, so he's been finishing all his losses. 16 5 1 in the UFC, eight and one over his last nine. He got TKO'd in his last fight by former uh, champ Charles Olivera. Uh, has missed weight as well. He's another guy who you got to keep an eye on uh, with the weight. Uh, regional champ, 2009 pro MMA debut. He's a multi-time world champion in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Three inches of height on Zerukian. Uh, he has outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.16 strikes per minute, plus plus two. 35 Armin Sarukian. Hopefully, this means our friend Ryan H will will pop back up in the Discord. Uh, shout out to
0: Ryan H, even if he's not in the Discord.
1: Yes, shout out because he says he still listens. Shout out to Ryan H. Hope uh, things are going well for you now. Uh, Sarukian, what's his nickname, Gumby?
0: Oh, it's uh, Akalots. A-
1: A- yes, correct. Uh, 20 and three, 20-3, eight knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once. Another durable man, seven and two in the UFC. He's won two straight and seven of eight. Won his last fight via TKO. He's has missed weight as well. Keep an eye on that. Was a regional champion as well. Used to fight down at Featherweight, seven years younger than Dariush. He's outstruck his UFC points by almost two strikes a minute. He's at plus 1.91, minus 305. I was surprised by this line, um, how, how wide it was. Go ahead, make your pick.
0: I, I was too, but it, I I can't even find myself tempted by Benil Dariush. You yep. know what I mean? Like, I. I I like Benil Daryush. I'm a fan of Benil Darush, but like he, is he going to take down Armin Sarukian? I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't I don't think there's any chance he takes down Armin Sarukian. So if we're talking about a striking match, he's not gonna win a striking match with Armin Sarukian. Uh, I, I think that's a nightmare matchup for him on the feet. And I mean, Armin Sarukian grappled toe to toe with Islam Makashev on short notice for his UFC debut and did a damn good job of it, right? Like he scrambles with the best of them does Sarukian. I I just have a tough time imagining Darush winds up with any top control. And if he doesn't wind up with any top control, he doesn't win this fight. So I think that's why we keep seeing this line get wider and wider and wider as the time goes. And I'm going Sarukian.
1: Yep. Sarukian is the pick as well for me. Um, way younger which is which means something far more durable than a uh, darush is um he's not he's, he doesn't have like your your one uh one punch knockout power but he does have ground and pound knockout power which is how I can I could see this fight this fight any if he hits the ground because uh, Dariush does have a a um, questionable chin but yeah he's he's just um younger younger version of Dariush a more durable version of Dariush um and a more powerful striker so give me Zarukian here all right, let's recap, and then we will give you our fancy plays here. We have more consensus here uh, than we did last episode. Zarukian, Turner, Figueredo, Brady, Guida. I have Soriano. He has Stoltzfuss. So that's the only one that we've disagreed on. So we were five for six, Gummy. Yeah, which is better than we said we were going to be. Exactly. Better than... Okay, Rocks, dogs, props, parlays, all that stuff. Uh, you are first up this week, so go ahead with your lock.
0: Oh, so for my lock, I've debated this one a little bit. I've been burned with female prospects, particularly on the early parts of the card before, but I'm still going Jamie Lynn Horth. I, I think this line- <laughs> That's the name I looked at. Yeah, even though the line has gotten a little bit out of control, right? Like if you could yeah. could have gotten this, if I could have told you to take this on Sunday, man, was that the time to take it uh, where it was basically pick-em-odds. Uh, I, I think that number's obviously way better. I still like Jamie Lynn Horth here. I, I think- the the way that she has a physicality advantage over Veronica Hardy is is going to carry her here.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, that is a good picker. Uh, give me. I'm going to make my lock a short notice fighter. What do you think of that, Jalen Turner? <laughs> minus two thirty. That's um, that's that's totally not your style, man. I'm going, I'm going against everything I believe in here. But yes, Jalen Turner is, is my uh, is my lock. All right. Who's is your dog? All right, hang on. I have so many
0: dogs to choose from.
1: Let yep. me just like you do. I got
0: a quick scan these for which one. I uh, don't love that one. Don't love that one. Let's go with uh, uh, let's go with the carpenter. I'll take Clay Guida. Let's take a big swing on an underdog Ooh, here. You are. Yeah, right. uh, and like the other ones, I all like, but I'm gonna, I might squeeze some of them into some uh, some props later on that you'll hear all right.
1: about. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll make a, a coward play and I'll take Figueredo. barely a dog, but a dog nonetheless, a plus one oh eight. All right, what's your prop?
0: So for my prop, I'm going to go with Jakar Klosa. Uh I mentioned that I he's one of my favorite picks on this card. He was actually going to be my other lock, but I already had him in this uh, this prop spot. I, I got him by decision. Uh, as much as I like him, he's not much of a finisher. He's got one finish yeah. in his UFC career. All of his other fights, even the losses have gone. Oh, no, I guess he he got a TKO loss, right? TKO loss to uh, Benil Daryush. And apart yeah. from that, like everything's going to decisions. You can get them at plus one seventy-five to win by decision. So if you take that good submission and and knockout out of the question, it's a, it's a pretty good one.
1: Good number. Uh I'm taking Armin zarukian via TKO or KO at plus one fifty. I see him finishing it on the ground with uh, with ground and pound here. So um all right. Horth, Turner, Locks, Guida, Figueroa, dogs, close a decision, zarukian TKO, or knockout are the props. All right hungry man, John super fan parlay. Go ahead. All right. So to start it, I'm I'm just going to go with a couple of dog KOs here. Uh,
0: ones that you don't like too, which is going to make you even happier, I think. Sure. So the first, the first one I'm going to go with Jared Gooden by knockout. Uh, so Jared Gooden, I, I mentioned it on the prelim show, big knockout power. If he forces Wellington Terman to stand with him, he's got one touch to knock out Wellington Terman and you can get him at the knockout price plus four hundred, uh, which is a big spot. I also mentioned that I think uh, I think Cody Brundage could wear out Zachary Reese. Uh, Zachary Reese being a guy who has never gone more than one round. Cody Brundage being a guy who I believe in the good game planning of Cody Brundage today. Uh, oh, man and. and uh, I think as as long as he drags him into deep waters, or hey, maybe even he just cracks him because Ellie Aronov was was cracking uh, Zachary Reese before he stuck his arm in an armbar intentionally. If he cracks Zachary Reese and hits him with a knockout, that one's six to one. Uh, so you could pair those two together and get thirty four to one uh, plus thirty four hundred. But also, like just on their own or in some sort of round robin, like I I think uh, I think those those are really great values.
1: Plus thirty four hundred is that our biggest one that we've we've given out i think it is
0: I, I feel like i've probably given out something crazier at some point in time Ooh, but that uh is... but that that's a pretty big one
1: good and brunnage via T- ko tko hit that you get 34 times your money all right hopefully you enjoyed this episode um you can hit us up in the discord if you want to chat uh slash discord on twitter sgp and mma He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox writer there and on Instagram. Uh, you can also comment on our YouTube, subscribe and comment on our YouTube videos at MMA gambling podcast on YouTube. Uh, Gumby's got the top turtle MMA podcast, which will be in your feed. As we speak, he's speaking to the green the mean, I call him the green machine, almost the mean machine, uh, Steve Garcia. And who else? Who's the other person? I haven't listened yet.
0: Ariane young, who is uh, headlining LFA on Friday.
1: All right, there you go. Make sure you listen to that. And uh, my substack, moneymma.substack.com. Uh, get in there. Paid or free. Free subscription. Uh, you can still enter the Pickham Contest and uh, win prizes for the UFC fights. And obviously, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and the Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Gumby, say bye to the people.
0: I'm David Gumby-Freeland. He's Storytime Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Sunday.